You are listening to the Overreaction Bills podcast on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate, and leave a review if you enjoy it. And now, here's your host, the voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast, Joe Miller. What is up? What is up, Bills Mafia? How you guys doing? Welcome. Welcome into the Overreaction Bills podcast on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator, you may ask? Well, it's none none other than my great friend, John Spascheck, and you need to give him a call. Details to come. But before we get to any of that, who am I? I am Joe Miller. I am the voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And it is awesome to have you. Welcome into the show, uh, especially if this is uh, one of the first times or the very first time that you've ever listened to the show. Welcome. Let me just say welcome. And whether or not this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee on game day, on the way to work, or at the gym with your AirPods in, possibly in your basement with your home workout equipment. Let me just say one more time, welcome. It's so good to have you. We are previewing and we are looking at uh, this week's game, which is the Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are coming to Buffalo for a one o'clock game. So a West Coast team is once again coming all the way across the country into uh, Bill Stadium for a one o'clock game. And there's always the naysayers. Oh, Joe, I know that statistics say that like West Coast teams going East Coast, that it's a big deal, but it doesn't really mean anything. And it's just not true. First and foremost, West Coast teams coming to Buffalo or coming to the East Coast to play in one o'clock games do not fare well. They do not have a great winning percentage. Uh, So we've already got that going for us. But what's weird about this football game is how eerily similar these two football teams are. Very, very similar. And more weird than that is the fact that the Chargers outrank the Bills in many categories, if not almost all of them. As far as major statistical categories, defense, offense, passing, rushing, things of that nature. Meanwhile, you've got the Buffalo Bills sitting atop the AFC East at 7-3, and three, and the Chargers near the bottom of their division at 3-7. and seven. You're looking at a quarterback in Justin Herbert, who I believe is thrown for 300 yards in five starts already this season. He's, he's only, he's only, this is his rookie season. He's, this is it for him, right? So this is his debut. So he has done five times already in his rookie season when it took Josh Allen three seasons to do, or I should say two in the beginning of his third season. But this is an interesting football game. This is going to be an exciting game. Uh, the Chargers, you know, a lot of games nowadays, or at least this year in 2020, are very much high scoring games. The league average, and I did not look it up, the last time I checked, it was 28 points per game. Uh, the, the league average was up, was up from, I think, 21 to 28 points per game. I think it might be either a little bit higher or obviously just a little bit lower now. 
but teams are scoring. I don't want to say at will, but teams are almost scoring in the NFL right now at will. And that's insane when you think about it. Like defenses just have not been able to catch up to or to figure out or bamboozle, if you will, NFL offenses this year. And the Chargers are another one of those teams that are able to score. The problem is, is they keep losing games, uh, primarily due to their their special teams uh, throughout the season. They've also lost on some just bad plays or bad calls at bad times or just bad situations, but most of their games have been within one possession. So this is going to be a tough fight for the Buffalo Bills. Now, there are some things that are going on in this game that are going to help the Bills. Uh, they, they're missing some some very, very important defensive uh, production guys in guys like Ingram and Nuchenna and Wosu. And if you've watched that kid on tape, like he is very good and, and the Chargers are going to miss his presence as well as Ingram. Uh, and, and the guy that's missing from their injury report as he has just been, well, I don't think he's been activated as of yet as the time of this recording, uh, but at least there's a potential for him to be playing in this football game is Austin Eckler. And this football team, this Chargers team has looked very different without Eckler in the game. Uh, now, as far as the Buffalo Bills go, the Buffalo Bills injury injury report uh, is actually relatively clean, um, specifically now that Cody Ford has been put on IR for the rest of the year. He's not going to be on that report ever, <laughs> at least not anymore this season, I should say. Uh, John Brown is out for this football game, which, as we know, is a is a is a is a hurt like John Brown. Uh, this offense looks markedly different when John Brown is in the football game. Uh, also on defense, Matt Milano is not on this injury report because he is still on IR for one more week. And as we also know, the defense, this defense does not look the same when Matt Milano is not in the game. So we are missing two very, very key pieces. Now, here's the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty, the thing. It was a wide topic of conversation every content creator bills content creator to include the pros like not just the hobbyists all the professionals everybody out there was talking about coach mcdermott and his words regarding this offensive line notably mitch morse and the fact that mitch morse was healthy against the cardinals however he did not play because coach said he felt that well i should say that it was a coach's decision to keep morse out of the game i think he only played three snaps and with that, they felt that they had a better chance in the lineup without Mitch in it. Now, the Bills clearly lost that football game on what ended up being a fluke Hail Mary pass at the end. You, I'm not going to relive it. You know it. But McDermott has also come out since then and basically said to the media and Bills Mafia that uh, th- this offensive line is going to be a week-to-week decision. Now, that was before Cody Ford went on IR with uh, a a new injury, a meniscus tear that he got that he suffered in practice this week. Now, what's going to blow your mind is this. So Cody Cody Ford goes out on on IR. Before that, there was a lot of what I would say mistaking, in my opinion, what coach was trying to say as it pertains to this offensive line and it was cleared up by and large for me by an article from from Matt Perino, who's a friend of the show and a friend of, the, of Fanatics, and just uh, he's a part of Bill's Mafia. And he's just he's just awesome. If you're not following Matt Perino, you should. But Matt basically broke down that the the question and the concern about Mitch uh, Mitch Morris playing isn't it's not we all. So how do I want to break this down? 
my my concern, the reason that I was upset and pretty much everybody else was upset was because by not playing Mitch Moores, you're basically somehow telling me that this offensive line is better with guys like Brian Winters in the game and Ike Butker and whoever else. And it was very hard for us because Feliciano would be playing center, but it was very hard for us to overcome that thought because the guard play on this football team has been atrocious all freaking season long. There's no other word for it, but atrocious. However, Matt Perino's column made it very clear that the the situation might not be about the guard play as much as it is Feliciano just brought a different type of narrative to this offensive line, a different type of grit, a different type of basically, potentially, possibly a different type of fit that, that the fit that Feliciano was giving the Bills at center was different, better, or fit them better than Mitch Morse was going to do. Now, here's the thing. We did not hear we did not hear Mitch Morse becoming the center, starting center this week against the Chargers until we heard that Cody Ford is out. So what that means is, is there was very well a possibility this week that Mitch Morse was again going to sit on the bench, Feliciano at center, Cody Ford at one of the guard positions, probably Brian Winters at the other one, and God knows that's not great. And then Cody Ford gets hurt. So what we're never going to know, what's really going to blow your mind is where coach was going to be on game day Sunday, we're never going to find out if, in fact, it was going to be what we all had hoped was Dawkins, uh, either Feliciano or Ford, Mitch Morse, either Feliciano, Feliciano or Ford, and then Darren Williams, which we all, or Darren Williams, we all believe as content creators, all content cre- cre- creators across the board, whether hobbyists or professionals, believe that that's the best offensive line that this team, with Quentin Spain now being gone, could field on a Sunday. However, there was reasonable doubt that that is not what we were going to get this Sunday. There was reasonable doubt that we were going to get Dawkins, Ford or Winters, Feliciano, Ford or Winters, and then Darrell Williams, which means that our $54 million center is sitting on the bench. Luckily, if you want to say not lucky for Cody Ford, but lucky for Sean McDermott, I guess you could say at this point, That's a bullet he's going to dodge and a question he's never going to have to answer because Cody Ford is now on IR, which basically forces Mitch Morse into the lineup, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the best option we have. Feliciano, the the big trigger on that offense and getting momentum is the fact that Feliciano, Mongo brings with him an attitude, a personality. He brings with him a nasty to that offensive line. Now, he doesn't need to play center to bring that nasty, he can play guard his natural position. So that nasty, that attitude, that narrative that comes with him is going to be there regardless if he plays center or he plays guard. Now, Mitch Morris, in my opinion, is a better center than Feliciano. Feliciano just has more of an attitude. Now, if you want to break it down even further, we have two running backs in Singletary and we have Zach Moss who are zone read running backs they you know they're not and the bills want to play zone schemes and unfortunately we don't have necessarily the horses if you will up front to run the type of schemes that the bills want to run so now we're in a position where the bills and this gets back to the feliciano and kind of why brian winters was playing and yada 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 the offensive the offense that the bills want to play is more of an athletic movement type of an offensive line scheme with the runs which we know that they've quote unquote dived into in the last two weeks My thing is this. 
these are the guys you have. Dance with the one. The, the, dance with the one that brung you. If you don't have af- athletic offensive line guys on your offensive line, you were successful somewhat last year. Run the offense you ran last year. Why change it and try to fit something to guys that can't do what you're trying to do? Is it that important? Especially when you have a prolific offensive air attack, air attack rather in the NFL. So, in my opinion, this almost. You know, my show on the Humpty Hotline Wednesday was called Destiny is All. And this kind of wraps itself right up inside of that. There's a destiny. It's it's weird for me. So the Bills didn't play last weekend, as you know. The Bills won last weekend without playing because every team in the AFC East lost, pushing them further ahead than all the people that are directly behind them trying to get that same AFC East crown spot, the AFC, become the AFC, AFC East champions. Couple that with basically what's happened with Cody Ford. So the Bills are trying to force down this this blocking scheme that that takes more athletic type linemen. However, your athletic linemen are not superior to the other guys you have, but the guys you have that are good can't run the type of scheme that you want to run. So you're going to force the guys that aren't great into the lineup over the guys that are better and play some dudes out of position, right? You following me with this? However, that doesn't get to happen because, once again, destiny takes over. Cody Ford goes out with an injury for the rest of the season, forcing Mitch Morse, the better center, back in, back into the lineup and pushing the better guard back to guard. So this is the first time this year we're going to see actual good guard play from this football team because Feliciano is going to be playing guard. So all that to say this, you know, we're trying to – keep in control of our own destiny and we're seeing a little bit of grasping at straws at times i think from this from this coaching staff and yes we're going to trust the process but can we just like dance with the one who brung us and like literally kind of work through the process we have that's neither here nor there so that's just a little bit of just some of the the breakdown that i've got um i'm excited to see mongo in this football game i'm excited to see this offensive line I'm actually excited to see Butker over over Winters. If Winters plays in this football game, I'm, I'm really honest to goodness. I, I don't know what's going on there. It literally turns into another situation where it's like, what does this dude have on this coaching staff that he gets to stay in the lineup being as awful as he is? But I want to see a killer instinct. I want to see a dog from this offensive line. I want to see them line up and smash the other team in the face. Now, here's the problem. The other team that they're facing this weekend is pretty good as far as on the defensive line. Joey Bosa's on that line, and he is a havoc wreaker. Again, as I started the top of the show with, Ingram and Unwusu is not going to be there, so they're missing a couple of their havoc wreakers, but they've still got potential to get to Josh Allen. Uh, On the opposite side of the ball, the left side of this offensive line for the Chargers is garbage. They're not good. Uh, just if you listen to content creators, including Bruce Nolan, you'll hear from him as well that they're just not solid. The Bills have opportunity. The question is, is is Austin Eckler going to play in this football game? We don't know as of yet. When you start breaking this down and you start looking at uh, just these two teams together, as I told you, they're very close and, and the Chargers are actually better than the Bills in a lot of areas. So when you speak offense, the Chargers are third, the Bills are 13th. Defense overall, the Chargers are 11th, the bills are 19th in passing the chargers are fourth the bills are fifth uh rushing the chargers are 10th excuse me the uh the bills are 27th between the quarterbacks uh they are so close you could almost swap them out for each other it seems 
Nine games to ten games, Josh Allen has ten. Completion percentage almost identical at sixty-eight. Passing yard or passing attempts, three fifty for Herbert with one less game, three sixty-four for Josh. Uh, passing yards, three uh, twenty-six ninety-nine for Herbert, twenty-eight seventy-one for Josh. Uh, passing touchdowns, twenty-two for Herbert, twenty-one for Josh. INTs six for Herbert, seven for Josh. Uh, they've both been sacked right there at the same 19 and 20 times rushing yards, 187 for 279 and rushing TDs three for Herbert and five for Josh. This is going to be a fun football game. I'm not saying that they're mirror images of of each other, but it's going to be a game against two teams that are very, very similar. Um, and I could go into just Josh Allen being the project that he was and Herbert coming into the NFL ready to play football the two years that it took Josh Allen to get to where he is now, which is basically entering the league for Herbert at the exact same spot. This is going to be a fun game. It's going to be a very fun game uh, for us to enjoy. However, even with it being a fun game, I've got the Bills coming out on top of this football game. My, my score prediction uh, is going to be another one possession game for the Chargers in a loss. I've got the Bills winning 38-32 to 32 in this football game. Uh, I think you're going to see some good defensive play from the Buffalo Bills. I think that defense is still coming to life. I think you're going to see more life in the Bills and urgency in the third quarter uh, as that is an area of that they worked on through the bye week. Um, I expect to see the run game come to life. So I would love to see uh, Zach Moss come in. Uh, Zach Moss, who was just on a show with Fanatics, uh, the playoff picture show with, the, with Rico and the Fanat- and Fanatics and Mookie Hawkins on Friday night, uh, which they're doing another one this week, and they have not revealed yet who the player is, the Bills player that's going to be on that show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but, but I expect Zach Moss to probably be in that 100 yards range, if you will. And I'd love to see Devin with about 45 yards as well, and then clearly some more catches after that. I'd love to see Cole Beasley get started early in this football game. I'd love to see instead of trying to find him late, uh, you know, when the, when the defenses are, 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 are kind of step back, I'd love to see Josh Allen begin to find uh, Cole early and get that defense to come forward. But my prediction for this football game, as I already told you, 38 to 32, I see Josh Allen throwing at least three touchdowns, rushing for another one. Uh, Zach Moss probably with a rushing touchdown uh, as the Bills move on to victory and move to eight and three in the uh, in the in the standings and uh, further take hold of the AFC East. Now I want to transition to a brand new segment that I started last week during the bye week called the Bills Mafia Time to Shine, and it's brought to you by Ambit Design. Everyone hates making and keeping their website up to date, and that's where Ambit Design comes in. Ambit Design works with clients all over the world and can help you get online to help you grow your business. Why stress about your website? Ambit will handle that for you. You can call Matt right now, 765-507-9219. That number again, 765-507-9219. Or you can email him at mattg at ambitdesign.com. Matt G at ambitdesign.com. And oh, by the way, Ambit Design and Matt G are Bills Mafia. Give them a call today. Tell them the voice sent you. So the Bills Mafia Time to Shine is an opportunity that you, Bills Mafia, have to basically record your hot take, your pre, and, it, and we're going to do this on Sundays. So we're going to do this. It records on Saturday. Uh, it's going to get dropped on Sundays pregame uh, to whatever we have for the next six weeks. So this being the first of six weeks, well, and then into the playoffs as well. Uh, but you basically from home, uh, take your phone, get out your voice recorder, record your own voice. Uh, give me your hot take, your prediction, surprise player, what you think is going to happen in the football game. Uh, this week and then you're going to email that to me and I'm going to play it on the air like I'm about to do now so let's get this thing rolling first one 
comes from Dave Thorpe, all the way from Britain, all the way across the pond. Bill's Mafia in Britain making an appearance. Saxon Dave, what you got? Hey, Joe. As you know, I don't really do bold predictions because usually I jinx us and it goes horribly wrong. But my thoughts <laughs> for the game for tomorrow is I think the Chargers are a decent team, especially with Eckler due back. They could cause a few problems. But having said that, a West Coast team coming to us at our favourite mm. time, 1 o'clock on a Sunday, mm. I see a 34-20 Bills win. Trey should grab a couple of picks. Ooh. I think Moss and Motor do a good job on the ground for probably the first time this season. And the usual, I think Beasley will step up in the absence of Brown. Other than that, hopefully a stress-free game tomorrow. Thanks very much. Go Bills. Go Bills. I tell you what, Dave, I could listen to you talk all day. Dave needs Dave needs a podcast. <laughs> Come on, Bills Mafia. Dave needs a podcast because I could listen to that dude talk Bills all day long. I'm in agreement, so I've already talked about it on this show today, that that uh, West Coast coming East Coast for the 1 o'clock game is going to make a big difference. Clearly, it's almost like he read my notes for the show. We have a little bit of concern with Austin Eckler potentially coming back. Uh, again, at the, at the time of this recording, we don't know for sure. Uh, but yes, uh, I love your score. I'd love to see Trey come to life. I'd love to see Trey uh, pick up two interceptions. That would be amazing. But let's go ahead and get to the next one. Yo, Joe. It's your boy, Brian Bowers. All right, my man. What's up, Brian? Here's what's going to happen tomorrow. Bills beat the Chargers 38-23. Ooh. That's what I said in the Bills foot chat with the Fanatics, so I'm going to keep that same score. Nice. I think uh, I still think Keenan Allen will have a game for the Chargers. I don't think the Bills are going to put Tredavious White on him in the slot. It might, it might happen here and there. I know they did it a couple of years ago. But I, I see the Bills doing more bracket coverage on Allen and maybe letting Trey White go one-on-one with uh, the other guy. What's his mm. name? What's the big dude's name? Mike Williams? Mike Williams, yep. yep. Uh, and then I guess, you know, Levi or whoever's on the other side, hopefully it's Dane Jackson, lines up on their third. Who I, who I'm forgetting his name right now. But that's what I'm thinking. I do, however, think the hot take will be the Bills will rush for 100 yards this game, and it won't be mm. – mm because of Josh Allen's yards, it would be because of Zach Moss and or Singletary. I agree. I'm not sure which guy would get the rock more, if I wanted to say. I, I think, you know, Moss will have the bigger game, but I, I believe that's what's going to happen. Um, I, I think Beasley's going to have a big game. If, if the Bills are smart, they will continue to feed Beasley because, like you said and like everybody else said, dude's always open. Always. Like, just give him the damn ball. He's always. always open. Always. It's more, I think, of Josh Allen and Dable wanting to push the ball down the field that stubbornness on not wanting to check it down. If they would check it down and just take five, seven yards Dude. every play, BZ will literally walk down the field Dude. with 20 catches, you know, <laughs> on one drive. Like, it's that simple. And Diggs, there's nobody that's going to be able to contain Diggs. I, I do hope that Gabe Davis – you know what? I'm going to say Gabe Davis is my breakout player for tomorrow. Ooh. Gabe Davis will have a big game for the Bills. No John Brown. Because of the attention to Diggs and possibly Beasley, Gabe Davis will have to step up, and I think he will. Mm. I don't see San Diego – Having anybody in that secondary really that's that's really scary, that's going to be like, okay, well, that person can lock down anybody uh, on the Bills. So I'm going to say Gabe Davis is a breakout player. Uh, nice. He'll have at least a touchdown. He'll he'll have about five or six grabs, and he'll be between 80 and 90 yards. That's what I'm going to say. That's nice. my hot take. Though. Nice. Let me know what you think. Later. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Like I, I'm a big, Ga I'm a big Gabriel Davis fan. Um, I've called him out to, to break out a couple different times. One time he got in, and then one other time he did not. Now the last time that John Brown did not play, Gabe did not come to life for us. But I think that he he's learning on the job. You know, he is a rookie, and as much as he came in hot, 
uh, I think that this game is going to mean a lot for him. Uh, dude, everything, everything, I don't know what's going on, but like, like Brian Bowers deserves a show too. That dude's got a radio voice. Like that dude can talk. Like <laughs> he's a, he's a regular on all the Buffalo fanatics, multicast stuff that's on YouTube. Uh, he's all over Twitter. So, uh, you should follow Brian Bowers. Brian, uh, thank you so much, uh, for being a part of the show. The next one, the next one I got for you. None other, none other than my man, Jay Spence, the King. All right, Mr. Joe Miller, the voice of Bill's Mafia. <laughs> Here's my hot take. Uh, prior to this week, I thought that the Buffalo Bills should beat the L.A. Chargers very, very easily. However, with Cody Ford being out for the season, and I don't think Cody Ford really was the, the main loss, but I believe losing John Brown in a game that could potentially come down mm. to who yep. has the ball last, yep. I think that will have more of an effect on the team than we want to admit. And unfortunately, I think the Bills end up losing this game by three or six points due to the fact that they are able to outscore us because we're missing our number two receiver. What do you think? Well, as much as everything you're saying, Jay Spence makes complete and total sense. You know, it's it's definitely something that uh, that I would hate to see. Right? I mean, we're we're talking about a, a football team uh, that matches up well against us, uh, that has the ability to slow us down. A defense for the Bills that is, you know, basically this year has given up a ton of yards all over the place to pretty much every team. So there's there's a chance that. Uh, that uh, the Chargers could be too much for this Bills team to handle, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna live in that space. I'm gonna trust the process. I'm gonna trust the guys that are on this football team, and uh, we're gonna see. We're gonna let the cards drop uh, where they may. The next one that I got from you is uh, from Elliot Eisler. Elliot, thank you so much for joining the show. Hey, Joe Miller, Elliot Eisler coming with you from a hot take from the Sunshine State, Florida. I believe the Buffalo Bills just had the perfectly placed bye week, and that we are gonna be healthier and stronger than ever, and we aren't gonna lose another game. The rest of the season, Woo! the Bills will have a that first is a hot take. By. We're going to make a solid oh. run of the playoffs. I think <laughs> AFC Championship game, and if we play well in that, you never know. You Maybe never know. Super Bowl, but looking ahead to the 2021-2022 season, Josh Allen will be the NFL MVP. Let's go Buffalo, dude. We got we got call outs for Josh Allen to be the MVP already for next year from Elliot Eisler. Elliot, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, love it, dude. Love it. Uh, would love to see the Bills clench. That uh, th- the reality is this: we're gonna have to see see the Steelers skid a couple games. Uh, the Chiefs are gonna have to skid a couple games. The Steelers, in large by and large, are gonna have to lose four games of the last six. But uh, and the Bills are going to have to do their work. They're going to have to take care of business. They're going to they're in control of their own destiny. Destiny is all, and they're going to have to do what they need to do to stay out front, or should say, catch up to uh, the Chiefs and the Steelers. But I love it. I love it. The next one is from my guy, uh, Steve Mathis, the Judge, uh, the guy who runs manages the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. You can find Judge as he is co-host of the Bills Guys every Monday night and every Thursday night on the YouTube channel for Buffalo Fanatics as he brings the Bills guys live to you. And then his show is uploaded the next day. Judge, what you got for me? What's up, Joe? Longtime listener, first time caller. This is Steve Mathis of the Bills guys multicast. Some of you guys might have heard of myself and my co-host Dave Tilton. No. We uh, air a show every (laughs) Monday and Thursday nights on Buffalo Fanatics, otherwise known as the night before Rico airs, uh, we truly are the fluffers of Buffalo Fanatics. Anyways, here is my take for this weekend's game against the Los Angeles 
a.k.a. San Diego Chargers. And my take is this. Justin Herbert is going to out-duel Josh Allen. I mean that in terms of yards and touchdowns. But the Buffalo Bills are still going to win this football game. Why? Well, because the Buffalo Bills have had one week or two weeks, really, to sit there and really think about how to create a game plan good. that sort of installs some complementary football. It's good. So I think the combination of Devin Singletary, uh, Zach Moss, and Josh Allen will combine for about 150, 160 yards, mm. get a couple of touchdowns on the ground, and, and allow Josh Allen to play sort of a 220 to 260-yard, one-to-two touchdown type of game, and the Buffalo Bills beat the L.A. Chargers 27-23, despite Justin Herbert outdueling Josh Allen. Go Bills. <laughs> I love the tail. You had to pause. And go Bills. No, that's good. That's it, Steve. I love what you're saying there. Uh, again, if uh, if you have not already catch the Bills guys, as he said, the fluff. And, and I'm the bookend, too. So, like, I'm right there in the middle on Wednesdays with the hump day hotline, uh, the other side of Rico. Uh, so, yeah, he goes. He's before the, the show that's known to go before the Rico show. And my show is known to go as the show that goes after the Rico show. Uh, but check the Bills guys out on the Buffalo Fanatics uh, multicast network. You will not. Uh, be disappointed him and tilt do an amazing amazing job thank you judge for being a part of the show today i got a couple more for you first let's go ahead and welcome anthony into the show hey what's good everybody how's my bills mafia doing on this saturday it's a beautiful day to Mm. be a bills fan it is uh i'm here with my man time to shine here joe the voice (laughs) Just uh, trying to give some predictions. My first prediction is the Bills going to whoop that ass 31 to 13. Woo! Woo. Uh, secondly, Tredavious White's going to have two picks. That's the second uh, one. Second time it's been predicted. going to have a good day. I think my man, Tremaine Edmonds, is going to have a real breakout game today. He could. He's going to get two sacks and a forced fumble. No. Ooh, three turnovers. Uh, wow. I don't know what else. But uh, Bills going to handle their business today. I love it. Guaranteed. Love it. Viva Los Bills, baby. Viva, Viva Los Bills. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being a part, for being a contributor, Anthony. Uh, I like it. Three, tur- Well, I guess it's not three turnovers. Three, so so two interceptions and a forced fumble doesn't mean we're going to get the forced fumble, but I love the the energy, the excitement coming from the defense. What's funny is two people now have predicted that Trey's going to get two interceptions, and several people have predicted, uh, including myself, that the Bills are going to uh, rush for over 100 yards, and it's going to come from uh, Moss and Singletary, that uh, they're going to get that run game cooking, which is cool. And I got one more for you here on the Buffalo, the Bills Mafia Time to Shine brought to you by Ambit Design. Uh, and this one comes from T. Estelle. And uh, T was on the show last week. T, what you got for me? So my prediction for the Chargers game is this. I think that we win it 20, no, 37 Ooh. to 31. Oh, that's close Bills. to me. That's close. Um, Moss has a big game. There it is again. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm thinking that our, even though, listen, even though Cody Ford's out, whatever, whatever. But I think that Moss has a big game tomorrow. Breakout game for him. Mm. I think 7-11 Beasley has a, a great game as well because we're going to need him. Um, Gabe Davis has a sprinkle of Gabe Davis around. You know, give him like maybe four passes or something like that. Because we don't have um, John Brown, he's hurt. Also, think also too. I think Addison will have a great game. He's going to have several sacks. I'll give him two, maybe two and a half. Um, and also too, guess who loses? 
Miami. Go yep. Jets. Miami loses against the Jets. <laughs> I said it. I mean it. They lose. Nice. So, Joe, you know you're the man. You know, I look up to you Ooh, when I'm right. doing my podcast. So appreciate um, I appreciate you always, all appreciate the time. That. I'm here for you, buddy. Um, go Bills. Go Bills. TSL, thank you so much for being a part of the show once again. You are... She's just a gem, uh, and those words are too kind. I appreciate it more than you could possibly imagine. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and T also has a podcast of her own, so you need to find her on Twitter at T-E-E, uh, S-T-E-L-L. Uh, check out her podcast. She does a great job as well. Uh, though That's all I got for the Bills Mafia Time to Shine. Those were your bold Bills predictions brought to you by AmbitDesign.com. We're going to take a little bit of a break. I'll see you in about two minutes. Hello, this is real estate broker John Spasjack with Keller Williams, better known as the market dominator. You know, today's real estate market is as hot as it has ever been. So if you are looking to sell your home, chances are it will sell fast. But the real question is, will you be able to sell it for the right price? Folks, I have just developed some very unique marketing strategies with the effective use of AI artificial intelligence that help bring the highest paying buyers to the table so that you don't leave any cash behind. You can reach me at 716-570-3298. And if you are on the buying side, you will likely find yourself in multiple offer situations. You will need unique strategies in order to win in this highly competitive market. I have developed some strategies that are out of the box. I can't share them all with you on this ad, but if you call me at 716-570-3298 or shoot me an email at youreliteBroker at gmail.com or hit me up at Twitter at youreliteBroker, I can give you everything you need to win in this market, just as our Buffalo Bills are going to do it. Go Bills! All right, we're back. We're back. Sorry about that. Got a little bit uh, tied up in what I was doing there. So we are going to finish this show with what I finish every uh, preview Sunday game preview Sunday uh, show with which is Joe gets to pick the team so I'm going to go around the NFL here real quick and uh, two of the games have already been played the Texans and Lions game which by the way if you have not heard yet Matt Patricia and the GM for the Lions has been fired no longer uh, hanging out there in Detroit which is probably for the best <laughs> and then uh, the the, the uh, Washington football team uh, which I saw somebody I can't remember who it was now said the Washington Washingtons so is what they should call their team the Washington Washing tins which i thought was really funny as they destroyed the cowboys roll the music let's get started first game on the docket chargers at the bills you know what my prediction is the bills win that game 38 to 32 titans at the colts uh give me the colts in that football game over the titans uh panthers at the vikings i'm going to take the the vikings over the panthers as i think uh, that uh, Bridgewater is still hurt. I don't know for sure. Regardless, even if Bridgewater's not hurt, I'm still taking the Vikings over the Panthers. Browns at the Jaguars, clearly give me the Browns. Giants at the Bengals, I'm going to take the Giants over the Bengals. Uh, what a horrible injury for Joe Burrow. Hopefully he's better and uh, recovers quickly. Cardinals at the Patriots, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Uh, West Coast team coming to the East Coast, 1 o'clock, but I have no faith in Cam Newton and that Patriots team, but I got a bunch of faith. I think the Cardinals are a, a team that's that's coming up. 
So give me the Cardinals in that football game. Uh, Dolphins at the Jets. I'm going straight Bills Mafia with this one. And I, Sam Darnold returns. Tua is not playing. Uh, I'm taking the Jets in that football game against the Dolphins. Raiders at the Falcons. Go ahead and give me the Raiders in that game. Saints at the Broncos. Give me the Saints. 49ers at the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams in that game. Chiefs at the Buccaneers. That is probably the game of the week, right? 425 Sunday. Uh, Chiefs at the Buccaneers. What a day it would be if the Buccaneers were able to beat the Chiefs. Man, can I actually be rooting for Tom Brady? Woof. Uh, I'm going to root for Tom Brady because I have to. Meanwhile, if the Chiefs do beat the Buccaneers, the big question of the day is or will be, is Tom Brady going to shake Pat Mahomes' hand? Uh, Bears at the Packers. Go ahead and give me the Packers as Trubisky has been once again named the starter in Chicago. Seahawks at the Eagles. Uh, Go ahead and give me the Seahawks in that football game. And the last one, which is going to be played on Tuesday, another one of those weird, wild Tuesday games. For some reason, though, the Ravens and the Steelers are playing at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. I think our game was at 5, wasn't it? Some weird, weird time on Tuesday. Ravens at the Steelers. Go ahead and give me the Ravens. Again, I'm going with my heart. I need the Ravens to beat the Steelers because we need the Steelers and the Chiefs to begin the skid. So give me the Ravens over the Steelers, even though I actually think the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens. But that's another uh, conversation for another day. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, you have been listening to the Overreaction Bills podcast. Kept you a little bit long for a pregame show, but I've got a new segment, and I don't see that segment going anywhere. I love that Bills Mafia Time to Shine brought to you by Ambit Design segment. But this has been the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator On the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network, I'm your host, Joe Miller, the voice of the Overreaction Bills Podcast. I feel like I talked really fast through this whole show. I tried to get it in (laughs) 37 minutes. It didn't do a very good job. Uh, I apologize. Next time, I'll slow down a little bit and talk a little bit normal. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for football to be back. I'm excited for this football game tomorrow. I'm excited for the Bills to be 8-3. and We'll see you guys on the other side. Be looking for the Overreaction Bills post-game podcast on Monday morning on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. We'll talk to you guys later. This is Joe signing off. Go Bills.